0: Hello all and welcome back to another episode of Movies in Us, a weekly gathering place filled with conversations about movies, stories, and connection. My name is Jennifer Hahn. And I'm Sarah Callen. And today we're going to be reviewing the film Joyride. Okay, Sarah, do you want to kick us off with an IMDB summary for
1: Joyride? Sure. Follows four Chinese American friends as they bond and discover the truth of what it means to know and love who you are while they travel through China in search of one of their birth mothers. Oh, that follows. (laughs) (laughs) It just cracked me up. It's also just so many words in one sentence. I feel like we could that's not a sentence. Exactly. We really could have pared down this fragment some. Mm -hmm. This fragment. (laughs) It's a very large fragment. It's a very large fragment. (laughs) But... It's a lot of words. It's it's doing a lot of work. Hmm. Okay. Let's kick off with our one-sentence summaries for Joyride. What was yours, Sarah? Uh, mine is K-pop and internet friends save the day. They do. That was they such do. a wonderful moment. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, my one-sentence summary is not your grandmother's Joy Luck Club. <laughs>
1: Definitely not.
0: Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. Before we start, though, I have to give a quick shout out because, in reference to Not Your Grandmother's Toilet Club, there were two older ladies, probably in their late 70s, white ladies, that were front and center for this movie. Wow. And I just want to take them to lunch and ask yes. them their thoughts. I'm so intrigued. Like, wow. how did they choose this movie? What did they think of it? All the raunchiness. Like, did they have thoughts? Did they love it? I wanna know. I wanna know.
1: Wow. Yeah, I was so surprised. Okay. I'm I am impressed. Way Right? Just the two of them. Just the yeah. two of
0: them on a little uh it was like I think 5 p.m. on a Saturday. Just a little Saturday night out with the girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: goodness. Like which That's of the
0: amazing. two was like, hey, do you want to go
1: see this movie? You know? Right? And like, what research did they do beforehand? <laughs> like, did somebody watch a trailer? Oh <laughs> like, yeah. How much did they know before going into this experience? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: was trying to get a get a look at their facial expressions as I was walking out of the theater, but alas I could not see clearly enough from the glow of the television screen as the credits are rolling, but I'm very curious. So it just tickled me to imagine them on their little Saturday night out.
1: Wow. What a great choice. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm All glad respected. that they, yeah, that they, they chose Joyride. Right. I would love to be that cool when I'm in my late seventies. Oh gosh. Yes. I, I, I am not going to be that cool. <laughs> and I already know that and I've accepted that about myself, but. I hope that you get your wish, oh
0: my gosh! Well, it's funny because we were chatting before um uh this episode about how we haven't reviewed a comedy like this in a very long time.
1: this has been a w- it's been a while mhm, yeah, it sure has.
0: I don't even know like what other film that we might have reviewed that kind of is in the same category of like raunchy romp, absolute, just like messy chaotic that type that brand
1: of comedy Mm -hmm. have we done one i don't know i so this is this i think we're gonna have a really interesting conversation with this movie because (gasps) simply because like i don't know that we've reviewed a lot of movies like this because i know that i personally would not seek out a movie with this type of humor and so, Me neither. <laughs> so that's why I don't think we've maybe we've Ever. done another one. I don't. No, know. I can't you know remember. <laughs>
0: you know what's funny is that like I don't think that we would go to watch this type of movie typically. No. Nor would we feel like this type of movie is worth an hour long episode review on our yeah. podcast. Yeah. You know, like there's two categories, <laughs> it's and true. most of the movies in this category don't hit any of those thresholds for us. Mm-hmm. So this is why when we were we were doing content planning, I was like, you know what? This is our moment. If it's if we're gonna do a movie like this, let's do it with Joyride, because at least there's gonna be something for us to talk about. And it kind of is an exciting moment for the AAPI community too.
1: Yeah. And and I think we picked a good one. We did. We did. <laughs> we we did our quota this genre. for this genre. Because there is a lot going on here where there isn't always in uh, movies with this type of humor. Well, I was just, you know, there'd be moments
0: in this movie where I was just imagining to myself, like, man, I wonder, I wonder what Sarah's just like stream of consciousness is at this moment in this movie. Like, I just wonder what's going through her head right now.
1: Honestly, a lot of it was... uh, (laughs) I am 800 years old <laughs> was, was kind of the consensus. And it wasn't, oh, it, it, it was really fascinating to watch. Cause like, it wasn't like, I am a white person and I'm watching a different culture. Like it wasn't that mm. it was, even though I'm a few years older than these people, I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. That was most of what it is. Cause like, I don't know what K-pop is. Like I've heard of it. Don't know anything about it. There were so many references that I was like, Mm -hmm. I am not online or on social media enough to understand what this means, but I'm glad that you're having a fun time with it. Like, That was me for a good chunk of the movie was (laughs) I am ancient and I am okay with this. You are like
0: at the zoo, just like observing the specimen. Honestly. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. They're excited about this thing. (laughs) Very, very intriguing. Let's jot that down.
1: I feel like an anthropologist.
0: (laughs) Studying another culture.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: It It is. I think there's actually like two that two combinations of things, which is a lot of the jokes are related to the Asian community, which is like already already yep. there's there's that gap, and then there's like a lot of the the youth culture and and you know pop culture stuff too.
1: So the combination mm-hmm. of those two things. <laughs> yep, yep. Did not get a lot of it, but every time they made fun of a white person, I thought it was hilarious. I thought that oh, that was great. Perfect. I was like, yes, let's just. Always make fun of white people. We deserve it. Keep them coming. It was great. So in those moments, I laughed very hard. But uh, in a lot of the pop, pop culture moments, I was like, "I, nope, I have no idea. What? This is cool. <laughs> if people enjoy this, I'm glad that they are enjoying this. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful.
0: <laughs> okay, so I am now curious to hear just your overall thoughts of Joyride how how was we we've, we've touched on a little bit of your viewing experience what do you think of the movie itself
1: yeah i again like this is i I struggle to talk about this because it's not a me movie, and like I know that this is not a movie that's made for me, so I don't take everything that I have to say with a grain of salt but if i if I get past you know like the all the like raunchy jokes, which are not my thing, all of the pop culture stuff that I just don't understand.
0: So <laughs> if we strip away 90% of the movie, we strip
1: away 90% of the movie. <laughs> I really appreciate that this exists. I, I really appreciate some of the deeper themes, things around, you know, I think like the complexities of adoption, I think is a really good one. I think, uh, there are some of the ways that they resolve uh, Audrey's story arc in the end that I really, really love, um, and just honestly having a, a movie like this with with Asian leads and it's a comedy, you know, I I think that that's great. You know, it doesn't just need to be white men or white women who can lead comedy movies, but we have we have other comedic voices that are are coming to the surface, and I think that that's really special. And then despite all of that, there's also this deeper emotional anchor that I think is pretty solid that are pointing to these larger themes, which I did appreciate. So I think it's not a movie for me, <laughs> but I think I'm glad that it it exists and I think that it it does have a lot to say which I appreciate that it's not just this like shallow film but uh there's there's some deeper meaning there if you want to look for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: there's a there's a lot more of an emotional core to this movie than I think I was even expecting. Going into this movie, I thought it would be a lot more of just like a ridiculous romp, but it there's a lot there's a lot of like, pretty emotional moments and the film is pretty open-hearted about wearing its heart on its sleeve and just inviting you into those emotions and creating time and space for them. Um, I I think that as a comedy uh, there are some, there's some just, I just wish it was a little bit sharper. There are some moments where the comedy and its underlying meeting are incredibly aligned and that those parts were so fascinating to me. So the, the, the scene where, Audrey chooses to stay to be in that train car with uh, the white lady, which I don't want to spoil anything. But there's yeah. so many like underlying layers there that I'm like, oh, like I wish, I wish a lot more of the comedic moments were like that, where if you peel back the layers of it, like after you stop laughing, you're like, oh, okay, they're making some point here, you know. Whereas I think there's, you know, just quite a bit of just ridiculous, ridiculous, fun, chaotic comedy as well. Uh, the the whole back the basketball team was the basketball team, the sports team. I forget what sports they mm-hmm. played. Basketball. Yeah. That whole bit, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's there to be fun. But I think the sharper type of comedy is where there there is such a tie between the funny moments and they're hilarious. But there's also just like I think a little bit more there. So I, I wished that could be a little bit more abundant in this film. Um but I mean the there's there's just I think a really smart construction of this film with centering it pretty predominantly around Audrey and the way that they've positioned her adoption story and finding her birth mother that I feel like is highlighting and, and spotlighting an experience that a lot of children of immigrants feel, even though we are not adopted, there is that tension between cultures that I think them choosing to position it in this adoption story is actually really smart. I wouldn't have thought about that. Uh, but I thought that was a really smart choice and we can unpack that a little bit more too. So, um, there's some really great, great things happening in this film. I'm, again, just kind of impressed like you that this exists. I think that, um, so many of the jokes, like I would say, you know, like 85% of the jokes are so in tune with things that like the Asian community makes fun of itself for, or laughs about, uh, collectively like there there, there's a lot of like inside jokes which I thought were just really really fun to include um this is directed by Adele Lim which is awesome so she's done some really amazing work and um clearly is in tune with what's happening in the in the AAPI community so all of those were just really fun I I just am like kind of surprised that this exists this this type of comedy and the jokes and stuff is something that I feel like I've seen a lot more of on YouTube just like Comedians doing bits about it, or or skits and whatnot. Um, but the fact that there's a full feature-length movie dedicated to jokes that kind of feel like inside jokes for our community is is really fun, really really special too.
1: I love that.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. Cool. But I'm also like the the two seventy seven year old white ladies in the audience. I'm like,
1: <laughs> was this movie funny for them? I want to know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a great question. Man, we need some post-viewing surveys to be mm-hmm. handed out after this movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, I'm intrigued for um, more of the population that isn't Asian, how much of this lands for them. Like, even if they don't... It's kind of like the the way that Marvel rewards their fans, right, with those those Easter eggs. But even if you don't get those Easter eggs the overall story really still works for the average viewer. And I I wonder if that's the case for this movie.
1: I, I think so. I mean, I mean, obviously like, I don't get the inside jokes, (laughs) Um, but there were still like plenty of comedic moments. And there were even moments where I was like, okay, I know that this is a joke and I don't get it, but that's all right. (laughs) Like, that's fine. I love that. Keep Mm -hmm. going. But I, I think, the the overall message and the emotional arc can land yeah no matter who you are you know mm-hmm. but it'll just have deeper meaning for people who are adopted or or mm-hmm. the the AAPI community and so i think that that's really cool to be able to share a a story that to some degree is universal but have have additional meaning to those whose life experience is actually closer to what's being depicted on the screen. Mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very true. And like, there's a lot of throwaway, small little lines, especially with Sherry Cola's character, that I feel like if you catch are such gems. But if not, it's okay too. And just it's it's a hangout movie in a lot of ways too. And I think the chemistry and the dynamic between these four female actresses is, is incredibly strong, which I think also helps this movie a lot as well. Like they clearly, even if you don't get what the jab is, you know, that there's like a fun little jab that Sherry Cole's character and, and um, Ashley Park's characters are bantering about, right? And that's inherently fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. genuinely feel like you're just hanging out with some friends, which is always a good time. <laughs> And yeah. and like you said, because there are so many jabs. Like, mm-hmm. my goodness. Like, you you said this earlier. Like, this film is really smart, and I I think that you you get that with a lot of the lines too, and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. pace of the dialogue. There's just so much happening. Yeah. That whatever you can pick up is good, and you'll miss some stuff, but that's okay. We're just gonna keep going. Yeah. 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 Which is which is why I
0: I think my one. Like, critique of this film is that I actually think it would be a better film. Maybe this is just also personal preference, so I fully acknowledge that. But but the dialogue is so sharp when they're just like on the street in somewhere in China, just bantering back and forth. You know what I mean? That I actually don't think it needs the big, over the top, raunchy yeah. bits.
1: Yeah. Maybe that's
0: it, serves like a specific audience and, um, there's some discourse around like Asian women reclaiming their sexuality that's like very empowering and exciting about this film as well so perhaps that's the purpose it serves but i but like the whole basketball team sequence i was like this th- there's a there's such a smart humor that i've seen in other parts of this film that this just feels like we're going over the top to be over the top and to do it big and have it be extravagant which is fun but you know I, th- I I would have liked this film better had we toned down that a little bit and toned up actually just the banter. the banter is so smart and there's so many jokes littered throughout all of the sequences um, that that in and of itself would have made this really strong in and of itself.
1: Yeah, I I agree, and I I think that's I I just struggle with this type of humor just in general because it's mm-hmm. it, so it it goes so over the top and then it yeah. goes so much further than yes I think that it should go. Yeah. Uh and it just keeps going, 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 going. Yeah. And yeah. so I just get tired of it. And I'm like, yeah. I can only handle so much. Whereas the banter, I was like, yes, this is incredible. Yeah. Please keep going. Uh-huh. Um but again, like this is not my type of movie. This is not my type of humor. And so I I understand that certain people connect To this in a different way than I will. And that's okay. Because I don't know There, I I feel like that's why comedy is so hard. Sometimes in some Mm -hmm. ways, comedy is very universal, but also it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, And I think this is an example because certain parts of this I thought were hilarious. And then there are other parts that I was like, okay, I was done with this bit like five minutes ago. I need you to be done. Yeah. Yeah. But what can you do? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you bring up an interesting point, which is that as the movie was opening, I was thinking about like, man, I haven't seen a movie like this in theaters in a long time. Partially probably because of, you know, we just don't seek it out. But even with the like latest releases from the past couple of years, there's so many fewer of these type of movies than I think we've seen in maybe like the 2000s or the 2010s. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the be, because like you're saying, comedy is becoming more niche and – and whatnot that it can, it can serve maybe reach its right audience through the streaming platforms versus kind of these big theater releases. Which again, I think it points to why the fact that this movie exists and was made and released in theaters nationally is just,
1: it, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was thinking about that too. Like really surprised that this got a theater release and a wide mm-hmm. theater release too. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. That that's pretty fascinating. yeah. But also like what a brilliant time in the calendar to release this too. They found an opening and they were like, (laughs) okay, we're going to take this Mm -hmm. Uh, because it, it really, it came out in a weekend where there are no other giant franchise blockbusters. Yeah. And that's pretty brilliant. So I'm very fascinated to see how this does at the box office. Uh, Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. The I think problem. I read a brief
0: headline that I think it's doing better than Indie. Oh. Which is
1: wow, mind boggling okay. to me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But I do wonder if part of that is there's just, there's a lot of, a lot of just momentum and energy around this film in the Asian community. And I, I think that's that is helping galvanize probably the people just to go and support and be there for this. They, there's a lot of positioning of this being like the first of its kind. Like we, we haven't had mm. a raunchy romp mm-hmm. comedy with a full Asian cast featuring Asian stories with Asian go- jokes. Like this is exciting. There's, so it's, there's a lot of like of the similar energy as Crazy Rich Asians at the time of being like, this is exciting. This is a moment for us,
1: which I think is helping. The good marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. and it's it's true. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen movies like this before, so mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. cool. And just to see, I don't know, i I love it when female comedic actors are able to really yes. shine yeah, comedy is such an art form, and it's mm-hmm. difficult to pull off, especially smart comedy uh and like we've said there is a lot of really really smart humor in this and so I'm glad that the the women in particular behind this and on the screen uh are being celebrated because what yeah. they've done is is truly impressive.
0: Yes, yes. And there's there's this really interesting uh conversation happening now around like it's empowering when a people group can has the ability to make fun of themselves. Like one, it means that the opportunities have been made available to them, but two, that they are in those positions of influence to be able to create those stories themselves. So, for decades and decades of 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 movies that have been released, where the, you know they've made fun of the Asian character or they've been the butt of the jokes, like. It's reclaiming the ability to make fun of ourselves, which I just thought was like a really interesting concept around progress and empowerment. It, it, it is reclaiming the ability for us to tease ourselves and, and to do in a way that people that are from this community like feel so resonant with those quirks or those things that we all have experienced before and kind of sharing in the fun of all of that, you know?
1: Wow. I love that.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I hadn't thought about it in that terms. Like we can now do this on our terms. We have the power and influence now to make fun of ourselves. It it really uh, was a reframing for me as well on, on like what this film also represents too, which
1: I think was really great. Wow. That is. Yeah. I love that. It's it's so true. After being the butt of jokes for Jesus, mm-hmm. how many years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yep. wow. I it's it's so interesting. because like as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, oh wow, there's a lot of meaning here that like I can see as an outsider. But then there's so much additional meaning, you know, when when you have this lived experience, when you're a part of this community, then you're able to see just so much more that that I I'm not able to see. That's I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's um exciting. Uh okay, let's include a spoil alert. So if you haven't seen Joyride, it is available out in theaters. Uh, we recommend checking it out before continuing to listen. And we now have full reign over
1: the plot of this movie. Okay, so where should we go first? Uh, do you want to talk a little bit more about that like audrey's storyline and yes and all of that
0: yeah yeah so i think one of the things that i i found most compelling and i thought was just so strategically chosen was positioning audrey as a uh um and a a chinese well she's originally positioned as a chinese girl adopted into uh a white family which we later learned that she's actually korean which e- that even of itself was fascinating because mm-hmm. that actress is korean so the whole time yeah. i'm like why are they positioning her as an Chinese? like why what does this make sense like yeah. this feels like a myth and then i love that the movie kind of addresses that and it's a whole plot point i thought that was really smart but the identity crisis that audrey faces um, is very clear and clearly understood and very explicit because she's adopted into a white family, so of course she's assimilated and and um, been raised in a family that is American. But I think what it does is it it, it kind of um, emphasizes or or enhances the feeling that a lot of immigrant children feel, which is torn between two cultures. Like there is this pressure or this desire to assimilate into the cultures that you have at school or with your friends. And for those of us that have grown up in like white suburbia, like where the predominant population is more white, that pressure is like a lot more, a lot more prominent. And you see the way that she discovers her roots and begins to celebrate her roots and and desires to understand more about where she came from, who she is, and what that means for her future and and how she understands herself. But I thought that the 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 way that they emphasize that a little bit more make it I think a little bit clearer with her being an adopted child into a white family. I thought it was just like a smart choice because I think that the nuances of the cultural attention for just like someone who is like Asian American might be um, more, more subtle or more nuanced than a film that is as big and extravagant as this. I think teasing that apart more and bringing that to light in a more prominent way was just like a really smart choice um, because it's you can immediately empathize with that identity crisis that she experiences and then the self-discovery and that moment of kind of uh, catharsis that she feels when she – truly begins to embrace her desire to understand where she comes from. Um so I thought that just was like a really smart choice. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought to do it that way. But as the movie was unfolding, I was like, ah, this this really can emphasize and build that empathy more quickly perhaps um for maybe non non-Asian audiences or non
1: people that aren't coming from immigrant families. Mm, mhm. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And also shows like a good contrast between her and her other friends who are also Chinese American, but have gone through different experiences. So they Mm -hmm. view their Asian identity maybe a little bit different than she does.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I think the contrast between her and Lolo is pretty fascinating. Um, Because I mean, I think, I think Sherry Cola just brings, so much charisma to the screen in this film uh, that in a lot of ways, I think she, she is the foundation and the rock of a lot of the the scenes. But Lolo as a character has fully embraced her identity, but has also like achieved a level of um, freedom, that that is not bound by the pressures of her identity. And so, in a lot of ways like I think Lolo is the future generations of Asian Americans where they 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 fully appreciate and cherish and love their roots, but they also can break free from some of the pressures or um the systems in place that get them to, to be constrained to those as well. So she's kind of this like really interesting mix and balance, you know, with her art and her, her embrace of kind of progressive ideas and, 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 you know, sexual freedom and all that kind of stuff. It is so uh, forward thinking that she's Um, leaning heavily into that. She's artistic. She um, isn't following the molds of like her parents' expectations of a stable career, which is a kind of a stereotype of Asian families. But also she is the one who is pushing Audrey to go back to her roots. She herself is very connected with her family. You know, you can see that in the way that she she returns home and she immediately feels that bond and connection with her grandparents and her extended family. So she is kind of the uh, progress that Audrey eventually will be moving towards. But I think Lola Lolo definitely um, is such a, such a great foil to Audrey's character who is searching or looking or still kind of caught between the pressures of um, her upbringing and the desire to assimilate, but also now this new desire to go back to our
1: roots. Yeah, that's that's a really good point and 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 one thing that we've talked about quite a few times, I feel like anytime we we review a a movie that's centered around uh like Asian stories or Asian American stories, uh we often say like this is this is one good example of a story, but mm-hmm. more data points. Um and I feel like this film gives us a few different data points that look different than what we've seen before. I yes, feel like we yes. often see Asian characters in Audrey's position who mm-hmm. you need know, to be perfect, you know, doctor lawyer, whatever you know, like all of all of that feeling or or having you know the mm-hmm. aloof Asian parent uh, and the the child needing to like. Learn their emotions, like we've we've seen those kind of stories quite frequently, which is something that a lot of people experience. So yes, mm-hmm. we need those stories to be told. But you're right, like Lolo is something completely different. Yeah, that we really haven't seen before. She she is a new data point that we get to include <laughs> in our set, um, and it's just so yeah. cool to see that that creativity and that freedom and the way. In some ways, I feel like Lolo is very American because she's able to mm. embrace that freedom and express that. So she's this like really healthy, beautiful combination of Chinese American, where I feel like Audrey is like the unhealthy version, yes, yes. Korean American. Uh, and so that's again like they're very good foils, and they. That that's just fascinating to to think about Lolo in that way. I hadn't I hadn't put her uh, in the context of other Asian American characters that we've seen. Mm, yeah,
0: yeah. I found myself incredibly drawn to Lolo. I and part of it, I think just Sherry Cole is electric, but yeah. but I think there's like there's like a hopefulness about her in the way that she's able to hold these two these two ideals and these two sides of her in conversation with each other in a really healthy way that is like really beautiful too. Because, you know, even in the end of the film, right? Like she's not like, let me go be an artist and reject all of the things that my parents have poured into and their businesses and the the desire that they have for me to, to, to be part of the family business. No, she's going to pursue that too. And also help out in our family's business and then the restaurant at the end. Do you know what I mean? Like there's this like really great balance and, and, and integration that she's achieved that is exciting. I think it is, is forged kind of a, a newer way. You know, actually this is, this is a great follow-up to the conversation that we had when Elemental, which one of my critiques mm-hmm. of Elemental is, mm-hmm. man, I hate that we always see this, like, here's the like super oppressive parent that wants the kid to to fulfill and be part of their family business. And it often ends with the child rejecting that and going their own path entirely, right? And Lolo is this example of like, why does it need to be either or? Is there a way that they can be, in fact, more integrated together? Here's her <laughs> lucky cat, lick, licky cat, licking cat um, in the family's restaurant. And she's going to help out, but she's still gonna pursue her passions and for her art, you know, like, these two things can exist together.
1: Yeah. And and even her relationship with her family, because obviously she's very different from her parents. She's very different (laughs) from the rest of her family. And they even playfully joke about it with her. And so it's, it's it's understanding that she's very different, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there needs to be this rift between them, but they still have common ground yeah. and a common bond. Yeah. And I think that that is, mm-hmm. that is something that we don't often see in media.
0: Actually, that's a really great point that I didn't even think about it from the other direction, which is that the parents kind of acceptance and a willingness to be able to just tease her about, you know, her needing a lawyer at some point again, you know, like there is an acknowledgement of her quirkiness and the, you know, the path that she's taking without it being like a, you have disappointed me entirely, or the flip side of it being this like rousing approval of it as well. It's just somewhere in between of like, we accept you for who you are, even if we may not fully have desired this for you, like we know that you're on your path and we're going to be here to support you. It just feels a lot more uh, balanced, you know, elemental, I think showcases the two extremes. The father wants you to be part of the family business. You reject it. The father now fully supports you just going off and pursuing (laughs) your dreams. Like we, the pendulum swift, uh, swing, I think is partially a little unrealistic, but also partially just like not really
1: healthy either. Like there's, there's a happy middle. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I really like that because I feel like Elemental, granted, it is a children's movie, so we need to simplify some things. That's true. <laughs> um, but it, it can set up some unrealistic expectations of of what acceptance look, looks like and what support looks like. And I feel like this is maybe a more realistic example of what that could look like uh, if you know, you're a free spirit artist. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's going to look a yes. little different. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: okay, other thoughts about Joyride? Things we want to talk about?
1: Uh, one of the things that I love that this yes. film does is mm-hmm. that uh, when Audrey loses her job, uh, she doesn't get it back. And I I feel like if this movie had been made 20 (laughs) years ago, you know, she would have been fired. But then there would be some way to like claw herself back to getting the job and actually getting a promotion in the end. And so I love that this film rejects that. And instead of going back into this, you know, structure that we know of you nine to five, you work your way up the ladder, she chooses to, you know, branch out and start her own firm. And I I think that that was a very smart choice, not just for the character, but for the time that we're in right now. When so many people are starting their own things and, and work looks a little bit different today than it used to. So I just, I love that choice that they made.
0: Mm, That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, this is true of, you know, quite a few people that I know that have, either lost jobs or whatnot, but it's often pushed them to think about what do they really want to do next? And sometimes it's the nudge that they needed to start that business that they've always been planning for. Um, There was was a friend of a friend that I I knew that, like, had been dreaming about opening up um, a new restaurant. She's already owned one and just was was laid off and was like maybe this is this is this is the opportunity for me. Um but yeah, you're right. I think the overly idealistic version of this is that, you know, she she finally gets to woo the Ronnie Chiang, the Chinese businessman and the deal goes through and she gets the promo, which I think is think it's just a little bit more on the nose, you know, it's a little bit less
1: interesting actually. And I think it's also just I, I don't know the way that we view work and 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 I, capitalism is just so different than I, I feel like we did you know ten fifteen twenty years ago, and so I'm I'm wondering if we're going to see more movies like this, who characters points of growth will be like leaving these work structures that used to be so revered in. Television and movies. I, I'm just I'm I'm interested to see how our relationship with work as a society changes, how it will continue to change in the media that we consume.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, and you also see so many times in this movie her just being tied to, so so beholden yeah. to this job. You know what I mean? Like just so dedicated. Um, working at the airport, like just slaving away at it, always at its beckoning call. And in the end, like, I mean, I felt the catharsis for her of just like being done with that, being done with having to like kiss up to her like boss who is just micro microaggressions left and right towards her. You know what I mean? But just kind of having to endure it because she's waiting for that career move. I mean, I think that's part of a, the self-discovery and and growth for Audrey in addition to her going back to her roots, but that in of itself too, is, is pretty neat to see.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Break free. (laughs) You don't don't have to be in that situation anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do
0: wonder how, how much our movies will like, swing to the other side, which is, you know, we've talked about in the past, like the glorification of the idea of starting on your own too. Mm-hmm. Like the minute she said she's gonna start on from I was yeah. like, ooh, it's gonna it's gonna like, be hard work. Hard. <laughs> yeah, like this sounds really fun. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot
1: of a lot of work too. <laughs> Different. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. And hopefully more rewarding work.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Obviously in a healthier space but mm-hmm. it's not easy. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um one of the things that I one of the scenes that I just thought was so interesting to me that I think showcases how much this film is willing to go there and and bring in these like nuances of the Asian experience is the scene where Audrey chooses the train car with the white woman (laughs) she feels more comfortable yeah and we get the whole debacle of realizing that she's a drug dealer but the way that her friends afterwards when they get kicked off the train kind of roast her for it and joke about her being prejudiced against her own people i just thought that scene was i'm just impressed that scene made it in you know what i mean because i think it 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 highlights and sheds light on this kind of interesting dynamic of being whitewashed and almost being prejudiced against your own people. And they make fun of her for that exact thing. And I think she also begins to admit it and realize it herself. I know they make the joke with her as well around her never wanting to date Asian men, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But – the willingness for this film to go to those places and kind of usher in these pretty nuanced and um, more uh, deeper conversations around like the celebration of your culture, but then also the the pressures or the, the messages we've received from society to conform and assimilate. I just thought that that was a really, really poignant scene. And I loved that it was included in there. So I think I thought that was, just a great example of it. that scene was hilarious so much fun one of my favorite scenes um, so it checks off the the entertainment you know checkbox but also there's a lot more there's a lot more there than meets the eye too
1: mm mm-hmm. and i i also love that we see a group of female friends making fun of each other i yeah. i feel like we yeah. don't have as many examples of that in media, I I feel like. Like healthy.
0: Yeah. And like,
1: yeah, I feel like a lot of, a a lot of like female humor in movies has looked different than this. Mm -hmm. And like, we're used to seeing a bunch of dudes making fun of each other, but how often do we see female friends joking and pointing these things out in media? And so I thought that that was really, really healthy to see. And it's not this, like, it's not, mean but it's it's out of love and it's using humor to make a larger point like you said so Mm. it was just it was so well done oh they absolutely roast her yeah roast
0: her to a crisp and
1: she deserves it yeah (laughs) and I think that's what makes it so fun too is like we go on that journey with them you know like we see her being all like paranoid at the train station and like oh my gosh I'm gonna get like my stuff stolen and then you know thinking that the couple with the oranges are drug dealers and then she chooses the cabin with the clear drug dealer like you open the cabin door and it's like no she's shady you need to move on so like because we've gone through this journey with these characters and we clearly know that she has made yeah. these decisions because she's more comfortable with white people. than when yeah. her friends roast her, we're already in on the joke and we already agree with everything that they're <laughs> saying. So it doesn't feel out of place. Like it was just, right. uh, it was so well done. It's so smart. Great writing. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, and I think what's, what's interesting too is that I think uh, Audrey's character could easily have been more hated as a character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But there's there's this like there's something endearing about her. And I think the Ash, the way that Ashley Park plays her as well. That that you feel that same like you you want to roast her, but also she's incredibly endearing. You have love for her as well. And I and I think that's through those other three women that we are also on this journey with together. Like we see Audrey through their eyes, through their, through their love for her as a friend. Um, you know, so like those little, but in those little moments too, where she, she's like, oh my gosh, I love China. You know, you're just like, oh, hun," <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but also, you know, you can't help it I kind of root for her too. And I, and I think by the time we get to the ending, like we are so on board and, and just rooting for her that, that scene with watching her mother's video, oh, like, yes, just rip your heart to shreds, <laughs> yes. you know? It's like. Brutal. Yeah. So there, I think because there's a relatability that we all feel around the tensions between ourselves and that desire to find ourselves, we can relate to her too, you know, as clueless as she can be. Sometimes we, we kind of are all her in some ways as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, that that's one of the things that this film does so well is like this this journey of discovering who you are is so relatable so mm-hmm. universal no matter you know what your experience is but then if you are you know Chinese American or you are adopted or like any of these mm-hmm. other things then there are these deeper layers of meaning but we all can empathize with Audrey Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think the other characters to some extent too. Uh, It was just, again, such smart writing, such smart character decisions to make this film more widely acceptable while telling a narrow story, if that makes sense. Mm,
0: Yeah. 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 Completely agree. And I think one other Point with Audrey's character that I think the movie sets up pretty early on that I think immediately bonds us to her is that uh, her desire to prove herself. You know, like we see from a young age that there is this traumatic moment where she felt put down or less than, and there's this little montage of her doing like all of getting all the trophies and the accomplishments and the awards, and now she's this like super workaholic lawyer like I think we can all relate to that too of like we've channeled our desire to be valuable and worthy into all these these things right and so from the beginning we just we see her as deeply human and therefore everything else that she does we just are are there to love her through them through the eyes of all of her friends too but she's she's positioned to be incredibly human instead of the butt of the jokes from the beginning too which I think is smart more character choices Mm -hmm.
1: and we we love a like (laughs) meritocracy pull yourself up from your bootstrap like we love that story and uh in many ways Audrey does fit that because she is so competent uh and and we just we love to see it we love to Mm -hmm. see people who are good at their jobs excelling in their jobs yep and she is and then things go haywire which is funny (laughs) (laughs)
0: um okay one one other thing that i wanted to point out which i thought was um i think probably pretty intentional from this movie is the number of like asian males that are positioned to be attractive i think that that feels like such an intentional choice that this film is looking to make it's it's just been such a sore spot for Asian males around not being portrayed that way in media and to be the love interest or to be masculine in media. And the fact that this movie is littered with them feels like such an intentional choice from the creators, which I I just appreciated that little piece. There's a whole, there's a whole, you know, sequence of just Asian dudes from a basketball team that are positioned as the sex objects so
1: that's great for this movie (laughs) well and and when uh clarence first shows up i i immediately flashed back to our crazy rich asians conversation because we talked about this Mm -hmm. and i was like yes we need more (laughs) asian males who are positioned as the the hot dude that everybody's Mm -hmm. after yeah Um, so it's just again like what we've been talking about representation is so important and I I love that we get to see so many examples of you know Asian men being desirable on the screen because Uh there's been a lot of years of that not being the case so Mm -hmm. yeah we're we're flipping the script indeed indeed yeah
0: and it's just it's so in your face that I'm like they (laughs) made sure this point was very clear you know like very well-designed, well-crafted choices were made.
1: <laughs> Lots yes, of and made over and over and over again. Over and over again. And <laughs> over <Yeah>. again. <laughs> There's no way you can miss this point. No,
0: not at all. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, any other last thoughts about Joyride?
1: I, one other thing that I really appreciated is that Uh, At the beginning of the film, we see Audrey at work with all of her male colleagues and just the way that she has to like prove herself with these guys. And then the rest of the film is her with her female friends. And I just thought that 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 was such an interesting dynamic to show how these different relationships look and how Audrey was the only woman with these dudes, not, not to mention the only Asian, in <laughs> a bunch mm-hmm. of white guys. And just the way that those, those conversations go, the way that she needs to prove herself. Uh, and then seeing how she acts so differently with her female friends. I thought that that was a really intelligent contrast to show us these different facets of Audrey. So then when she finally, in the end, like starts to figure out who she is, as a person it it makes more sense that she doesn't have to put on this this front that she had to in order to survive in this place of mm. toxic white masculinity uh, but she can be more of herself in all yeah. Of yeah that's a really
0: great point that I didn't really realize but you see the 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 way that she's able to kind of take that that mask off and take that guard off a little bit and there's a a softness to her. There's a willingness to like be confused or, or uh, ask questions that we don't see. She has to kind of posture up when she's around her male coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great point.
1: Yep. Show no weakness. Have yeah, to be the best. yeah. Like you can't just be good, but you have to be better than, and then probably like even better than that being both mm-hmm. Asian and a woman. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That need to prove herself.
0: And you see the way that she just endures some of the like side comments from her boss around like as an associate, not an Asian. I'm not, I'm not typecasting you just, you know, and she just, she, you don't see her, you just, you kind of see her like cringe a little bit, but she just kind of takes it
1: because the system. Yeah. Because you have to, because he's your boss. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, which is even like his, his constant, like, I'm, I was gonna say associate, because I'm an ally, like, all that. Because
0: I'm an ally. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs)
1: That constant refrain from him, I thought was so good and and so incriminating about like, okay, what does it actually mean to be an ally? You know, so many people are, are saying certain things because they've picked up certain words, but the actions and what they're actually communicating is something very different. And so Mm. I, I think that that was obviously like, it's a funny moment, but it's also a very scathing, you know, pointing a finger at like, okay, people like specifically white people in power. um, This is not how you be an ally. Not
0: at all. It's, it's othering while saying that they're not
1: othering you yeah you know? it's like, just, just gaslighting and horrible like oh yeah my God.
0: <laughs> let me make you feel like you don't belong but i'm gonna yeah. tell you that i'm not doing that <laughs> yeah. oh, oh man the worst. That boss
1: he's awful so rough, so rough. yeah <laughs> but andre got out yes thankfully she did <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have one last little shout out, which is I just love the amount of Chinese that's spoken and the subtitles. Like, yes, we can handle it. We can handle it. I was thinking about um, Bong Joon-ho's Academy Awards speech around like when you get past the the three inch bar at the bottom of your screen, there's a whole world opened up to you. And I just I feel like the increase in the amount of foreign films and TV shows that have just been. Ushered in in the past, honestly, five to like eight years, has I think just created so much more uh, willingness and and um, opportunity for us as audiences to bring in culture in a way that we haven't before. You know, we talked about this when I think um, we reviewed the live action Mulan, where I think like there's a whole opening segment that's spoken all in Chinese with subtitles, and it's like yes. We as American audiences can handle reading. It's okay. We can do it, and I thought it just added a really interesting authenticity to a lot of the experience, especially when they're like talking to the Chinese businessman with with Ronnie Chang in, in the in the club. It was just added to a lot more of the the fun and the the um, the culture of that moment instead of him just immediately speaking Chinese. And he says that himself too. You know, like. People often assume that I can't speak, so it's just kind of fun to to see how it plays out. So I, I just loved the willingness for the film to go there too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I think it's also really really valuable for certain pockets of white America to be exposed to more situations like this, where where people speak multiple languages, and you see, you know, both Lolo and Cat switching back and forth between English and Chinese when they need to. And I I think that that is a really important thing to showcase that that is such a skill and it's an important skill and it's an important part of culture too. That should Mm -hmm. be acknowledged and celebrated and, uh, you know, being able to speak English is great. It opens up a lot to you. But there are also other cultures and other languages that people need to be able to communicate in. And it's to somebody's detriment sometimes when you only speak English. And it can be that really added asset, if you are able to speak other languages and and operate in these other cultures. So I think, like, we as audiences can read subtitles, and, and that opens up way more media to us. But I think, also like normalizing how these conversations can flow and people operating mm-hmm. in multiple cultures, operating in multiple languages, I think is really valuable to see. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the kind of, I think that you brought up a really great point around like the flow of these conversations and the way that people can switch back and forth between languages seamlessly and what that, who they're talking to, might change the language and their style of communication. Um, mm-hmm. I think we saw this in West Side Story as well, with her switching back and oh, forth between yeah. Spanish at home versus when she's out in public, and the way that that creates just a more multi-dimensional character and person than she's just having to speak English at home too. Even though that's not authentic to to that character and who she is as a Puerto Rican, right? Like all of that, I think adds a lot. Adds a lot for sure. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so relatable. Mm -hmm. There's so many people (laughs) who speak a different language at home, or, you know, speak a a mix of languages at home. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really, really beautiful. And something as, as a white person who has only ever spoken English, both inside and outside the home, um, more and more, I'm coming to really appreciate those friends who are multilingual and multicultural Mm -hmm. Uh, cause that's just not an experience that I, I have had. And so mm. I'm, I'm learning to see more of that beauty and, and honestly, just being more impressed with people who can like Kat and Lolo did like yeah. <laughs> flowing in between English and Chinese so seamlessly like that. Like, oh my gosh, I was, I was absolutely blown away. My, my brain would explode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Any other last thoughts or did we hit them all? uh i also just want to give a shout out to daniel day kim yes who, he oh is a gosh. gem i got so excited oh, when he showed yes. up i was like yes you had to be in this uh just a wonderful person wonderful actor it was great to see him in this for That me.
0: voice though oh yes. my goodness yeah he's he was the perfect person to play this like Mm-hmm. Calm, soothing, yes. like loving, gentle, yeah,
1: husband of her birth mother. Yeah. <laughs> like, man. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just he's so likable as yes. just an actor, but also just brought so much to this character. Uh yeah. he was just so fun to see. And mm-hmm. his sweater That's game awesome. was on point. Yes. Which is always nice to see.
0: His home too, or oh, I guess their gorgeous. home. Yeah. Gorgeous. I'm like, Audrey, I don't know why you're leaving to Hello. go back to America.
1: Yeah. Please stay there. He That's goes, leaving beautiful. so soon? I'm like, yeah, Audrey, leaving so soon? What the heck, girl? Yeah. Come on. Let's Let's explore Seoul just a little yes. bit. Like, no. Stay a while. Yeah. Can you keep us there with you though? Yeah. Like, we also want to see
0: as viewers of this movie, we do not want you to be leaving Daniel Day Okay, we voted, and yes. uh, you're staying here. <laughs> all right. Well, this is our review and discussion of Joyride. You can find it available out in theaters. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Movies and Us. Our name sums it up. We're all about movies and the powerful ways we can connect with each other and the world around us. This podcast is about all of us and our shared stories. Everyone is welcome here, and we're so glad you hung out with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune into your favorite shows. Drop us a review, letting us know your thoughts about Joyride. You can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Movies and Us Pod, or email us at moviesanduspod at gmail.com. We will be back next week to discuss the film Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. Very long title which Sarah loves.
1: (laughs) There are three whole punctuation (laughs) points in this one title. That's too many. We are out of control. (laughs) It's very long. Uh, All right. Well,
0: we hope you have an amazing week and we'll see you next week.